Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. Hello and welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I'm so glad to be back here with you. So I know I said last week that I was going to do an episode all about Miracle Morning, but truth be told, I'm still only halfway through the book and there is so much in there. There's so much that I want to do it justice and I want to do an episode that is really thought out and and to include all of the real takeaways that you can apply in your daily life. And I feel like trying to squeeze it into this week, it ain't happening, love. It ain't happening. I am coming to you live from London. Um, I don't know why I keep doing that accent. <laughs> I'm down here trying to sort out the mess that Boris Johnson, oh, not just Boris, let's not blame it all on him, even though he is an absolute dick. Um, but the coronavirus has left behind trying to sort out my apartment, trying to sort out my salon, trying to sort out my motherfucking life. Pray for me. 
So instead, I turned this episode over to you guys and I said, you can ask me absolutely anything you like. And my Lord, I got about 60 or 70 questions. So thank you so much for all of them. I've tried to pick a nice diverse bunch of questions that is nothing too personal. So some people write really long questions about a very specific circumstance in their life, but obviously it doesn't apply to like most of us. So I've tried to pick questions that would apply to a lot of us and that we would all find interesting. So I hope you enjoy it. So question one comes from Facebook, actually, not Instagram. It's the only question from Facebook that I chose. Um, So Georgia, hey, I see you. Thank you for asking the question. And um, if you're not following me on Facebook, we have a group. It's called Law of Attraction Changed My Life group. I think we've got about 160,000 people in there. So it's pretty fucking wild. Um, Here's her question. Hi, Francesca. Thanks for your podcast. I really like your down to earth and funny approach. Thank you. How did you discover the Law of Attraction? So... I think about this quite a lot because it really was not obvious to me where I heard of it or how I heard of it. But my sister reminded me the other day that it was in fact my friend Grace. Um, I had a friend that I would go out with all the time and she went to a Tony Robbins uh, conference or seminar and she super got into the law of attraction and I'm pretty sure it was her that introduced me to the secret and I remember reading it and just being like holy moly and we were obsessed with it it's pretty much all we would talk about Um, so yes it was all down to my friend Grace god bless Grace Lulu Becky asks, I love your podcast. I have a question on how do you discover what you truly want for your career? Sometimes what you really love doesn't really bring an income. I'm at a transitional point and feeling lost. So this is a really interesting one and something that I do have personal experience of. A couple of years ago when I was married, my ex-husband was like, you should do an MBA in documentary film. And I was pregnant at the time with my daughter and making documentary films would be an absolute lifelong passion of mine. But for the time in my life, um, I had got out of a nine to five that I was in for years where I had no control over my time. Um, and I'd managed to get myself into a position where I can work when I want, how much I want to a degree, um, and with who I want. And I wasn't really willing to give that all up for my dream career um, to suddenly be on location hours away for long days away from my baby. So I think that you really have to, when you think about a job um, and it's so hard when someone says like, what's your dream job? I think you automatically like, well, what is the most amazing thing I could do? A a dolphin trainer? I don't know. Um, No, that's, that's unethical. But I feel like you have to look at how will it impact my life? Like life is not just all about work. It has to be about how it fits into your life and how it facilitates your lifestyle. So the reason that I love beauty is because it's actually really well paid. Um, the particular treatments that you do, if, if you choose the right things, it's really well paid. You're completely flexible with your time, which if you're a working mother is brilliant. I um, mean, it actually gives me the freedom to do the things that I truly love as well and try and build those into a career without the pressure of being like, oh shit, I've got no money. So for years, I've been able to do law of attraction change my life without worrying if it's going to bring me a big enough income or any income at all. I can kind of do it as a passion project because I have my beauty work and my salon work that 
facilitates that and, and pays for my lifestyle. Um, and so for me, this, how I, how I work it now is absolutely perfect for me. Um, so I think I would look into that. It's like, okay, if you want to be a, I can't even think of somebody that works at night, but if you wanted to be a, a night watchman I don't even know what the fuck that is but actually you don't want to have all your sleep fucked up and you don't want to be asleep during the day and missing out on social engagements then that is not the right career for you likewise if you wanted to go and own a nightclub but then actually it means that you're a really sociable person and all of your the traditional social times like in the evening you're never free you have to work do you know what I mean I hope that makes sense so look at how it impacts your whole life not just the job itself and perhaps consider having several income streams as well that's something I learned from um, a couple of different books rich dad poor dad the four-hour work week having a couple of different income streams is the best way to figure out what you want to do in life Um, and you can eliminate them or add to them as necessary so good luck with that tovlob74 strange name said hey thanks for answering our questions you're welcome um what do you think of letting go of the outcome being an important part of the manifestation process have you ever had a desire not manifest if so why do you think it didn't come into fruition well interestingly yes recently i had one not fucking manifest how rude um about a month or so ago, we've all been on a corona coaster, haven't we? But I do go on particular corona coasters where I get into a little spiral of nobody has it as bad as me. I've just bought a new house. My flat is empty because Airbnb market does not exist anymore. I'm unable to open my salon because fuckboy Boris thinks that we cough into people's faces when we do lashes. I'm having twins and I get in this downward spiral of just thinking, oh my God, everything's on top of me. What the fuck am I going to do? And I was sitting watching this morning and for the first time in my life, I entered the This Morning competition. It was for £300,000 and I I was just like, do you know what? If I fucking won that, that would actually change my life. Like I just would, it would just take away so much stress and I could just buy a bigger house because I'm now having three children. This was never in the fucking plan. Um, I could buy a new car because again, three children, you need like a fucking bus and it would just be, you know, it would all be fine. And so I put it on a little digital vision board on my phone and I was absolutely convinced that I was going to win it. Um, I even went to, <laughs> I went to the lengths of, um, my daughter is obsessed with painting. She loves painting. We have to fucking paint all day, every day. It's like Picasso up in my house. And while she's doing it, I think, well, I may as well do some visualization and some work on manifestation whilst we're painting because she doesn't just want to paint. She wants me to paint with her. So um, I painted £300,000 in like lovely script with the picture of my house and the picture of my new car and the picture of just me looking really stress free with twins and a three year old. Um, And embarrassingly I had a lady round to uh, quote my house to like come and clean and it was out on the worktop (laughs) and she must have thought this bitch is fucking crazy anyway long story short they drew that on the 16th 
I ain't one. Um, but when I told my sister about it, she was like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't see that for you whatsoever. And she pointed out how when I have earned something for myself, no matter how big or small it is, I love it and I'm very passionate about it and I'm very um I'm so proud of it. And even like with this flat, I bought this flat 12 years ago. And to this day, I I walk in here and I'm like, fucking hell, Fran, you bought this in like your early 20s. You are a fucking bad bitch. This shit is good. And I don't think I would feel that way if something was given to me. Um, My nan, God bless her heart, bought me a car um, a couple of years ago. And I never really liked the car. I never I never felt the same way about it as I did my other cars that I'd bought myself. And it's definitely something within my psyche that is like, if I haven't worked for it and earned it myself, I just don't feel an affinity with it whatsoever. And so when my sister said that, I was like, Do you know what? I think if I did win £300,000, it would kind of just... Um, it would diminish everything else that I've worked so hard for. Last year, I nearly killed myself um, to try and buy my second home to be able to live in the countryside near my family. And I'm really proud that I was able to do that. But if you suddenly win £300,000, doesn't that just kind of blow all that out the water? So anyway, I think there was a bad vibe about it and I didn't manifest it. And actually, with hindsight, I'm really glad I didn't manifest it. Thank you this morning. I hope whatever Karen won it really enjoys it because I don't want it. I'm quite aware that I probably didn't answer that question fully, but we're moving on. Colette Lenex asks, can you provide tips for manifesting your dream job in the COVID market? I hope you don't mean that you want your dream job in the Chinese wet markets where COVID originated from, because honestly, get another job, manhandling live snakes all day. It ain't for us. I think the important thing to remember is at the moment, it does feel like everything is crumbling down and there's less opportunity and less abundance than ever before. But historically, whenever there's been a recession or whenever there's been a tough time in the market, that has been when entrepreneurs and people that are coming up, grassroots people are coming up and are establishing themselves. So this is the ideal time. This is fertile ground to build your dream business, to get your dream job. This is the time. And also it's given us all a little bit of a much needed pause. We're all so busy in life that we never have the time to just stop and have the luxury of time to think. Um, Before coronavirus happened I was just boom 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 busy down to London working Airbnb coming back up being a mother didn't have time to stop and think and the amount of people that said to me you have got to do something with law of attraction change my life like you've got to do something you've got an audience there do it you must do a podcast and I never had the time and thank god because of coronavirus and because of lockdown I had so much time on my hands. I was like, oh, I guess I'll research how to do a podcast, shall I? And I'm so, 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 so thankful that I've had all this time to create this, this podcast that people seem to love. And I'm so happy about that. And so that's something I would say is that use the time, use the space and discover what it is that you want to do. And opportunity is out there. Abundance is out there. It just looks a little bit different right now. Good luck. 
Megsalisha asks, other than the obvious of time being a healer, how to recover or get over an abusive relationship? Well, I'm sorry that you've experienced that. Um, I think you're really, really lucky if you've managed to go through life without experiencing either a physically or an emotionally or a a mentally abusive relationship. Um, I think there's no shortcut answer here. The answer is that you have to do the work. I have been exposed to very toxic relationships. And it's funny, only at this age now is it really becoming apparent in how it's affected me. Um, And I'm not just talking about like my marriage at all. As a child, the relationships that were modelled to me were very toxic and and were not were not how you would want your daughter to think relationships are. Um, And that is something that now at age 35, I have to deal with. It's not my fault, but it's my responsibility to deal with it. And it's not your fault that you were in an abusive relationship, but it is your responsibility to deal with it. Now, unfortunately, therapy is fucking expensive. So um, there are a lot of things you can do. And this is what I love is like, if you are of this mindset that we clearly all are, you just need to look up books. You need to look up podcasts. You need to look up, um, you need to look up Instagram accounts that are all focused on that kind of thing. Actually, I do have some recommendations for you. There's an Instagram account called The Crimson Kiss um, and there's another one called La 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 Let Me Explain. They are both amazing for people that are coming out of um, traumatic relationships or, you know, just general feminist shit. Um, There's an abundance of amazing books out there. Um, There's a book called The Five Love Languages, which if you're looking to get into new relationships is something that I would definitely have a little read of. Um, There's so much education out there if you want to educate yourself on this stuff. But I mean, I'm saying you've got to do the work. I haven't done the work yet. I'm trying. I'm trying my fucking best. But I'm giving birth in 10 weeks and I've got shit to do. I'm trying to recover my business. So I have to prioritize things. And for me, um, that is not a priority for me. For me, it's easier to be like, I can deal with that in the future. But there is so much out there for you to heal yourself and to recover and understand that not all men are like that. Try and find relationships in your life. Um, Look at other people where the relationships are good and be like, wow, I want something like that. Um, But good luck with that. Cucumber with a K. Are you Chris Jenner's daughter? Um, She asks, vision boards, can these be digital? Do you use Pinterest or other platforms? Yes, I actually very, very, very rarely ever make a physical vision board. Um, I think the chances of images that truly, truly speak to you and make you excited and make you happy when you see them are unlikely to be in the five heat magazines you have down the back of your sofa. You're far more likely to find targeted specific images of things that you you want on Pinterest or Instagram. So what I do is I screenshot and I download images from Pinterest and Instagram and then I put them into like a grid and then I'll either put them as a screensaver on my phone or my laptop. Um, But once or twice I have actually printed them out as well. A couple of years ago I did a collaboration with um, a company called La La Lab. I'll have to see if 
um, I can do that again for my listeners because you got quite a lot of money off and you could actually make your vision board, make it into a grid and then print it. Because I do think there's a lot to be said for having something like printed and somewhere you see it, maybe on your bathroom, on your bathroom door. So every time you close the door and you sit on the toilet, you're like, oh, that's what I want. Or, you know, in your bedroom, on your wardrobe door. So when you open it, you see it. So yes, I would always use Pinterest and stuff like that to make it as specific as possible. Don't feel like you just got to put stuff on there because it's the only thing you found in a magazine because that's not going to speak to you. Aisha asks, can positive thinking really heal a toxic relationship? Uh, I think it depends on the relationship and how involved it is in your life. I think when it's somebody who is very, very close to you, for example, a partner, um, there's no amount of work that you can do to heal that person. They have to go on that journey themselves. And sometimes that's so sad because you're like, oh, if only they weren't like this or if only they didn't have these limitations, but they have to do that work themselves. And it doesn't matter how much you do, you're never going to fix another person. Um, However, if you do have a negative person in your life, um, like a friend or somebody you work with, um, I think that you can because they're not as intrinsic to your life. You're not so integral. You're not, you're not together all the time. Um, and I think the way that you think about them, you can list their positives. That's what I like to do when I have a problem with someone. I just sit and list all of the positives about them and all of the great things that they've done. Um, because, of course, there's always two sides to every story and you look at it from your own point of view. So I think sometimes to remind yourself of all the good things about them, that can be really helpful. But good luck with that. Having negative people in your life, it ain't fun. It's Jazz says, how do you get out of a negative cycle? Look, we all have negative cycles. The other day, my sister said, I feel like coronavirus has left me with like bipolar disorder. And I was like, fuck me too. And I don't remember having this before corona but I will have really, really negative spiral days where everything gets on top of me. And then I'll have really high days. And it's inexplicable, but um, we all go into little negative spirals. I think that the best thing that you can do is not put pressure on yourself to try and manifest anything specific because if you're in a low vibration, that's not going to make you feel better because it's not going to happen and then you're just going to feel even worse. I would start to do the little daily habits that will slowly raise your vibration and make you feel so much better. Something like a little morning routine, simply getting up half an hour earlier than you need to and just spending that time to read a book or listen to a podcast that is helpful for you, um, like a self-help one or not even a self-help, something that makes you laugh. Counting your blessings in the morning, putting the little things in place, the little daily rituals in place that will make you feel better. Something else to remember is that motion creates emotion. And there are times when I'm sitting on my phone and I'm like getting so overwhelmed by everything and I feel really down. And you would not believe it by by simply standing up, turning your phone off and going and doing anything. Clean the kitchen, clear out your wardrobe, anything. You will instantly feel a million times better. Believe me, try it. 
Tell me if it doesn't work. Um, and just take it one step at a time. But we all get into negative little little habits and, and it's just time to break it. Come on, you can come out of it. Momo Cheetahface asks, how do you think you manifested two babies and not one? Um, I have thought about this. I think perhaps maybe I was pregnant and then I put it on my goals list and I was like, I would like a baby. And then I had two. I don't fucking know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know how this shit works. Um, but the more I think about it, I was very upset when I first found out I was having twins. But actually, the more I think about it now, um, I probably would have had three children in the end anyway. Um, I really feel like there's so many benefits to having twins. Um, this obviously disrupts my work life quite a lot for about a good year or two having a baby. And I don't think that I would be able to go through all that again. Um, doing two at once, like my family's complete. I was really worried. I was always so worried about Bohemia being an only child. I never wanted her to be an only child. I desperately wanted her to have a sister. But actually, there's a four year age gap now, which is quite big. I'm 35. I'm no spring chicken. Um, but actually now, because I'm having twins, I'm going to have three uh, under five. So actually, all of a sudden, that age gap is kind of closed again. It's like, well, actually, I have three under five. That's kind of my family done. That is that portion of my life. I, you know, I want to be the most present, the best mother I can be. And especially if you're a single parent, but for most people, you can't do that sustainably for years and years and years and years and years. So I want to put things on the back burner. I want my salon to just tick over and I I want things to be running in the background so that I can be the most present mother I can be. And I think actually by condensing it down into this time together, um, it's kind of the best thing ever. Plus matching outfits, come the fuck on. So Sanae Smith asks, I have been loving your podcast and I'm so glad to have found you. I feel like to an extent, the law of attraction works for me. I've thought of things in the past and they've manifested or things have happened for me when I've really focused on them to an extent. But for the big things like marriage, which I've always wanted, it hasn't happened for me. I've almost obsessed over that. The ring, the dress, the wedding, having my own family, and it's not happened for me. How do you attract these type of really life-changing things and not get down when they don't happen as you want them to? We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. I think that sometimes, particularly with marriage and with women, is that we put it on a pedestal. I know that I did we put this idea of a dream marriage and a wedding and the perfect man on an absolute pedestal. And it almost becomes 
unattainable because of that, because it seems so far out of reach and it seems so, um, it, it would transform our lives. The reality is, is that you are you and the person you marry is them and you still remain two separate people. Um, it's not going to transform you as a person. In fact, it's going to probably make your life harder because trying to live in conjunction with somebody else is always harder um, than just contending with yourself. Um, so if it's possible, maybe take it off a pedestal a little bit and be a little bit like, I'm so happy with me. And if somebody comes along on this journey with me, then my God, how brilliant. But maybe make it not such a a main focus or put it so high up because truly it's not all it's fucking cracked up to be. Wendy.Davis says, hello, I love your podcast. Thanks so much. Question is, how do you get past working out what you really want? Um, So I want to live in a particular town, but the house prices are double to where I am now. So looking impossible. I can't get past trying to work out the how instead of focusing on letting it go and come to me if that makes sense. Um, I think you just got to have faith. You've got to have faith. Um, There are anomalies that will come up. For example, I think I said a few podcasts ago, when I bought my flat back in 2008, there were literally three apartments in the whole of London that I could afford, and one was a cupboard. So this came up, and it doubled in value in a couple of months. That was an anomaly. When I got the estate agents back out, they were like, but we shouldn't have sold it to you for this. This is fucking wild. Um, Also, a couple of years ago, just before my divorce, um, I actually found my absolute dream house here in London. And the price was just not what it should have been. My ex-husband was always trying to pressure me to sell my flat and I never wanted to. And one day I found this house um, about five minutes away from where I was now. It was detached, three-story, double-height ceiling, uh, two or three bedrooms, and it was 650000 and my flat was 500000 So I would have literally just, I would have had to find 150000 to graduate from a, a flat to this three-story house. And I put my flat on the market so fucking quick. <laughs> You would not believe it. Um, It was my dream house. I really wanted it. Um, And unfortunately, circumstances outside of my control, a person made it very, very difficult for me. They basically said that if I bought that house, they would they would try and do everything in their power to stop it. Um, uh, he wouldn't sign my divorce papers unless I knocked a wall down in my flat, which um, devalued the flat by £140,000. There were some evil forces at work, let's just say that. But it's possible. If I didn't have that person in my life, I could have been in that house by now. But everything happens for a fucking reason. But what I'm saying is there are anomalies. Believe it. Get to know that market. Get the um, notifications come through to you when new houses come up in that area. Because something will come up where you're like, wow, does no one see the potential in this? Like, this is amazing. Um, And believe that you'll get there. And you will. Elisa he uh, I don't know your name Uh, she says hi I love your podcast can you manifest multiple things at the same time or do you think it is faster and wiser to concentrate on one thing at a time without a doubt one thing at a fucking time 
I have always seen the biggest success with the law of attraction when I have been absolute tunnel vision, single minded. This is what I want. And I'm blinkered. I can't see anything else. Um, Back in 2008, when I wrote my book, that shit consumed me. It consumed my soul. It's what I thought about morning, noon and night. Um, And it manifested in an incredible way. I had a book that was out in Waterstones. It was a paperback of the year, 2008. I had a documentary on BBC Three. Like it, it, it manifested so effortlessly, it flowed. And likewise, when I bought my apartment, for me, buying a flat in London, that was, that was my sole focus. It was my sole aim. When I got married, that was my sole focus. It was my sole aim. So I think it's definitely better to almost obsessively um, be, and I don't mean obsessed as in like, I want it to happen, I want it to happen, but just be, it's all you can think about. And you think about it a lot, not because you think, oh, I've got to sit and do my visualization for 10 minutes. You're thinking about it on your commute. You're thinking about it whilst you're working out because it's just all that is in your mind. So yes, one thing at a time, make it happen. M-X-R-G-A-N. Is that Megan? I don't know. Megan Page. I love your questions. You've asked me three questions. Morning and night routine, how you manifest tips and what you've manifested and top spiritual self-development book recommendations, please. You are my star question asker because those are all bloody great questions. Morning and night routine. Well, I've told you, miracle morning, simply getting up as little as You can get up as little as 10 minutes before you have to just to start your day in the right frame of mind. Do a little bit of work on yourself. Look it up or better still wait until next week when my podcast is going to be all about Miracle Morning and do it along with me. Um, As for the evenings, when I get into bed, um, I tend to do it when I put my daughter to bed rather than when I go to bed. But every night I ask her, what was the best thing that happened today? And we list, we, we lay and we list everything that happened. And sometimes she's like, no, not that. And I'm like, really? I thought that was like, it could be, I took you to the most amazing place and got you tickets to go on whatever. No, not that. Oh, and then we stroke that cat in the street. Yes, that, that was my favorite thing. I'm like, fucking hell, why do I bother? Um, but yeah, I, we sit every night and, and when we're in bed, we mentally go through our day and we pick the best thing that happened. And I love that. I hope that we do it for ever. Even when she's married, she'll phone me up when we're in bed, when she's in bed and she'll be like, mum, what was the best thing that happened to you today? Um, it's just the little things. Start off with that. Um, the second question is too much. We'll be talking forever. Um, and top spiritual or self-development book recommendations. I would say for anything to do with like money or business, I would say the four hour work week, um, rich dad, poor dad, I love both of those books. Um, There's a book called Get Your Shit Together, which is the most motivational book for when you're feeling very overwhelmed by stuff. Um, Oh, and speaking of being overwhelmed by stuff, the Marie Kondo book, um, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. We cannot underestimate the power of minimalism and decluttering. And yes, you better believe there's a podcast coming about that as well, because well, not a whole podcast, but an episode because I am passionate about not owning shit. Alex, Alex 83 says how to deal with a negative partner and what to do if he thinks that the law of attraction is only stupid. Thank you for your helpful podcast. I do enjoy them a lot. Hugs from Italy. Well, Alex, I've got one word for you. 
divorce. No, I'm joking. Well, I'm not really joking. What you do find is that as we grow and we get older, um, and especially people like us, because we're all listening to this, um, that are interested in self-improvement and self-discovery and, and, and improving our lives. The sad truth is that you outgrow people um, and you will outgrow friends. You will start to see people in a different way and you're like, ah, oh, that's not really my vibe. That's not really what I'm down with. Um, and it may be that you outgrow this guy. He doesn't, I mean, you've just described he's a partner. He's negative and he thinks he's stupid. I mean, kick him out. Bye, Dave. Kirby17 says, the biggest issue that I don't know who to talk to about now is how to let go and receive. I keep living in the future and get so impatient with important things, taking away Oh, taking way longer to manifest than I expected. I want to stop living with I'll be happy when and replace it with I know it's on its way. I'm not impatient and not be impatient every five minutes. I'm sure I'm not alone with this. Girl, you're not alone with that. I think a lot of people feel like that and we all um, can fall into the trap of constantly looking to the future and being like, oh, I'll be happy when this happens. I'll be happy when this happens. We've got to live in the now. We have to make the most of every day. And the way that we do that is by what we were talking about last week, which is in starting to instill those self-disciplines to live in each day to be the best day that we can now with how it is, but also looking forward to the future of when things improve or we manifest the things that we want. But the fastest way to manifest what you want is to be happy with what you have now and have gratitude for what you have now. So it's tough, but it's it's a balance. It's how it works. We're all on a struggle here. This is how we do the law of attraction. Like I said before, it's not just sitting and wishful thinking. It's a fucking art. It is an art and we are all artists and we're mastering it. Okay, and the final question, because this is getting super long now, is Amy Rusty. And she says, can you talk about the benefits of minimalism, please? And thank you. There's an entire episode coming about that, because any of you that know me will know that I am very passionate about minimalism. I love to chuck shit away. Um, so there'll be an entire episode on that because when you make room in your life for new stuff to come in, that is when you're going to manifest the things you truly want and need in your life. Get rid of the shit, make room for the new. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me for this episode this week. I hope that you like it. I hope that, um, you like this question and answer episode and maybe I'll do this like once every two months or whatever. I don't know. There's no schedule over here. Um, thank you once again for listening. Please do follow me on Instagram if you're not already. I'm at Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Or if you want to see pictures of a very pregnant lady struggling through life, follow my personal page. It's at Francesca Amber. I'll be happy to see you over there. Um, but thank you for listening. Please do subscribe if you haven't already and you can leave me a review for Good Karma. Um, I think I've got like 160 reviews on there now, which is insane. Thank you so, so much for everyone that took the time to write a review and leave me a five star because I see you. I see you and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, I guess I'll see you next week. The law of attraction changed my life. It's going to change yours too. I'll see you next week. Bye. 
What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter. And you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30-day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.